Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm here with Laura Avalis, and she is an amazing lady. She is a few-time author, <laughs> and we'll talk about that. She is a speaker, and she's a real estate agent, so I can't wait to chat with you, Laura. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks, Randy. Okay, so uh, Facebook takes, I think, a minute or two to get people on, and we will uh, be chatting with everybody. So anybody out there in Facebook land is, sorry, I'm just looking at one thing while we're waiting. Okay, so... Laura, today, I mean, you've got a well. Hi, Catherine. Hi, honey. Thanks for being on. And if anybody else is watching, please just give us a shout so we can say hello to you. So, Laura, you, I mean, this is a, we're not going to talk about this for the segment, but this is kind of a funny market right now in the real estate world, eh? <laughs> Are you having fun? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is there action in the area that you're concentrating on? I'm sorry? Is there action in the area that you're concentrating in? Um, well, things have really slowed down, that's for sure. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, because they were pretty pretty hot at the beginning of the year, right? It was insane, <laughs> to say the least. And then things just uh, changed overnight in uh, probably mid-April. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. So we are going to talk about something that you're passionate about, Laura. So yes. why don't you tell us what that is, what we're talking about today? Uh, well, you know, I thought uh, that today I would talk about um, having a morning routine um, just because I think that uh, there's been a couple of times over the course of my life where I've uh, worked on a morning routine and it actually changed my life. And I find that when I give up these morning routines, it uh, life sort of uh, falls uh, to the wayside again. So, okay, so before we get into it, sure. I want you to tell us a little bit about who's Laura so that everybody knows who we're talking to. Okay, so a little bit of background on you. All right. Well, Laura is going to turn 50 in um, in just a couple of weeks. And so, this is, yes, it's a huge milestone for me. Um, and it's a huge milestone for many reasons because of the life that I've um, had and, um, you know, where I was and where I've I am today. So it's pretty exciting um, to turn 50. I can't say that uh, I'm not happy about it. I'm excited about it. And um, yeah, so I've, my background has been real estate since the 80s. I was uh, a young 18 year old when I started uh, in a real estate office. And uh, from there just proceeded to get my license. I have two amazing, amazing, amazing adult children. And um, they are the apple of my eye. And they're the ones that uh, you know, I keep um, striving for. Um, real estate is pretty much my life, but um, I've had a yearning for 
probably about 30 years, uh, 20 years mostly to uh, become a writer and have a, my uh, memoir along with uh, teaching people to forgive and, um, you know, empowering and inspiring people to know that they can be their best. I've had many, many struggles in life. Um, I've overcome them and um, I feel amazing as to where I'm at today in life. And I just want to show people that it's possible to create what you want in life. It's just, um, it's a matter of mindset, you know, and it's a mindset and it's um, having some goals and just doing it. You know, we all have excuses. I don't have enough time. I don't have money. I can't do this. I've got kids, but you know, I, I was that person as well. And the thing is that you have to make time. And when you take time out, it, you know, even if it's a half hour a day, your life will change. And that's really what I want to, you know, show people. I want to teach people. So that's my passion. I love that. And, you know, it's funny how sometimes it takes us 40, 50 years to figure out what our passion is and to go after it. Eh? No kidding. <laughs> so my goal, I hope that, you know, the young adults, you know, you know, the kids that are starting off um, will watch, will listen to many of us uh, that are um, entrepreneurs that will understand that don't wait till like you're 50. Like, you know, I kept thinking I'm too old now. Like why, you know, writing a book at 49, 48, like it's crazy. So I hope that it inspires the young people because, um, you know, it's difficult out there, but there is a way to, to do your best and get the best of life. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Laura, you have uh, quite a few things going on. You have a few books. I do. Going on. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, my first big book, which I'm excited um, for, is my own book, which is my memoir, and that's called Breaking Barriers. Um, hopefully, it'll be published uh, by fall. It's taking a little longer than I expected, but hey, it took uh, 20, 30 years. I guess a few more months is not that big of a deal. Um, and that's a, a book about forgiveness. That's where I, um, you know, talk about my forgiveness that I had to go through when I was 29 years old. It was huge. And um, the life struggles that I've had, um, along with overcoming and achieving so many things, including, you know, um, a bankruptcy and $24 in my bank account and going from that to making over six figures in six months. So when I say that, thank you. Good when for I, you. <laughs> thank you. That's a big accomplishment. And, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of that because it didn't come easy. Um, I did work hard for it. But I just want people to know that hey, you can do it, too. Like, if I can, you can as well. It just takes a little bit of hard work and determination. Um, so that's really my, my big baby that's uh, going to be my first book. And then uh, I'm involved in uh, that's amazing. in the 365 Empowering Stories that I'm super excited yeah. about. Uh, Thank I've you. Yeah, I've submitted that chapter. And um, the next one is going to be uh, the Empowering Women to Succeed um, Leap. And that one I'm truly excited about. 
right now I'm reading, I think it's volume two and uh, amazing, amazing authors, very inspiring. And I hope that my story um, will inspire uh, others as well. And then uh, the next step after that will be, I think a book that will um, talk about maybe like the seven steps to forgiveness. And uh, so that will probably start soon. And I hope that that book kind of will help people to learn about um, how to take these steps. They're not easy steps, but they're doable. And if I can do it after what I had to forgive, I think anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're quite the little writer. I want to acknowledge uh, Dwayne and Gordon on here. Thank Hi, Gordon. you so much Hi, for Dwayne. joining us. And <laughs> so, Laura, you really have taken to the writing and sharing your story. Can you tell us why is it important for you? Because you're in two of our books, but you also have a few of your own going on. So clearly this is important to you. Why is it important to you that you share your story? Um, the reason it's really important, uh, Randy, is because I've had a lot of uh, suffering in my life. And um, that suffering was extremely difficult. Um, I lost my mom uh, at the age of nine through murder. And, wow. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, from as a young child, I've been emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually abused. And, um, you know, growing up was not easy. There's obviously many challenges. Um, I've had uh, lots of abuse and, uh, and, you know, it's not a very good feeling, obviously. And when you're lying in bed and you're um, feeling helpless and you're feeling uh, so much anxiety, um, I suffered a really bad massive depression and um, and I have to say that the reason I'm here today is because of my kids because if it wasn't the love that I had for them and knowing that I lost my mom at nine and for me to think about taking my life which I thought about often when I was in this dark place I just mm -hmm. thought about my kids and so I'm truly blessed and grateful that I was given, you know, this this amazing gift to have these wonderful people in my life. And so I think that overcoming these obstacles and these um, traumas um, is is very, very important to me that I am able to teach others that, you know, you can get over it. You can, you know, you can live through these these obstacles and these traumas, no matter what it is whether it's, you know, a guy cutting you off on the street or someone abusing you, they are tough. It, they're not easy to forgive and it's not easy to let go. It's, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work over the last 20 years. I uh, started my spiritual journey in 1996. Um, it's, it hasn't been perfect, but there's always ups and downs, right? I mean, that's life. But I think um, as I reach... So Gordon's asking... Sorry, Laura. Gordon's asking, isn't forgiveness hard to do? And I think that's a really important question. I'd love for you to answer it if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, I'd love to answer that question. Um, so forgiveness is... Yes, it depends on what the forgiveness is. Um, 
even the smallest thing, I think sometimes people find it hard to forgive. And I've been told by so many people, I don't know how you could forgive your father for murdering your mom. Um, I remember I grew up Catholic, going to the Catholic church. I had my priest come to my house once uh, many, many years ago to bless my home. And my priest said to me, I don't know how you could have forgiven that. And that kind of shocked me to hear that. <laughs> You know, um, right. it, it takes time and uh, there's many different ways of, of uh, using forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I think what I would like to teach is, you know, different different ways of forgiveness. There's so many different ways you can do it. You can do it by writing a letter. You can do it by screaming, at you know, in a pillow. Um, my favorite way is anytime anyone has hurt me. And even if uh, I'm having a very difficult time, I'm at work, I'll go home. If, if I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and stress because someone has hurt me and I need to forgive that person, I'll go home. I have a I have a, what I call my sanctuary room, which is my meditation room. That's where I read. That's where I pray. That's where I meditate. I write in a grateful journal. I do all those things. And um, I like to go home. I like to put on my incense and candles and I like to first you know say a prayer to that person uh and and sending love to that person and sometimes um it doesn't happen right there it might take a few times um forgiving my father wasn't an easy process you know it took me 20 years to do and uh i had a lot of yeah it, it was i mean it was there was a lot of hatred there was a lot of anger there was a lot of resentment i wanted to see this man suffer for everything that he did I lost mm -hmm. you know, um, my entire family because uh, the only person I was reunited with was my sister and you know I have a brother. So I lost a father, a mother and a brother all in one day uh, just because I wasn't reunited also with my brother and stuff who is uh, living in Italy. But um, it does take time and there is any, any process that you feel works for you, just keep doing it. Take baby steps, you know. It, it might not happen today or tomorrow. It might take, you know, a few weeks. I know sometimes even the betrayal of a best friend that I had took me some time to forgive. And, um, you know, I sat and I just always sent love to her and I prayed. And the best way is, this is how I tell people, because I've had th this discussion and people say to me, well, someone like Carla Homolka, for example, doesn't deserve forgiveness. And that's a big thing. And I don't want to get into that today, but take that person because we're all been children. We were all born and we were all little kids. And so I look at a four-year-old child and think this four-year-old child was a very innocent child. And somewhere along the line, something went wrong. So if you can see that individual, whoever they are in your mind's eye as a four-year-old child, maybe you'll feel some love for them you know and so take these little steps towards that and eventually um you can you can forgive i met a woman through linkedin i believe and she has written a book as well about forgiving the uh, murder of her mom and i just finished it reading while i was on my trip to europe on the plane and reading about the actual man who murdered her mom, I felt so much compassion for because, you know, he came from a military background and, you know, who knows, he was probably abused. 
He was brought probably from one home to another and no one showed him love. And so turned to drugs, you know, I think there was other things involved. So if you kind of go back, you might understand where it comes from. And and one thing I want to empower today is young, well, adults actually, that if you have a, a child who's causing you problems, maybe sit down and talk to them, maybe get to the deep of, of what is going on. Obviously that child, that teenager, whoever they are, is going through something. Maybe they don't feel that you pay attention. Maybe they feel that they're not being loved. Maybe they're being bullied at school. There is something that's causing them to be who they are. And we can, as adults, inspire them and, you know, change them. It's funny. I was uh, getting ready this morning and um, I had a thought. I um, I was at, I went to a high school, which was an all girls school and it was all pretty much nuns. And wow. I was a rebel, obviously. I mean, I, I was troubled. Back then in the 70s, there was no like, let's take her for therapy and let's get her help. We didn't have any of that. It was hush, hush, you don't talk about it. So I went through a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, trials and tribulations and I ended up getting kicked out from grade uh, 10, just before grade 11. And it was because I was a difficult student. And when I think about it today, I think, you know, those teachers, those people should have maybe realized my history of who I was and where I was coming from. I was a troubled child. I I had a, a, you know, I was probably, I'm going to say four to six years old, seven, where I had an old man do inappropriate things to me. You know, that's the start of my childhood. So, of course, I'm troubled. Of course, I'm going to rebel. You know, so get to the root of the problem. And so I hope that today people see things and look at the young people in a different way and not say, you know, they're troubled, they're into drugs or this. Help them. Yes. There's something going on on the inside of them that's, you know, that's causing this type of behavior. Well, I think everything that you've just been talking about is really opening people's eyes to have a look because you're right, quite often uh, when the kids are growing up in school, it's always the troublemaker, uh, you know, and nobody actually takes the time. And I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, You know, I have a friend who is a teacher and she had a very troubled kid. This kid was known in the school, terrible, terrible, terrible kid. Uh, but she ended up having the kid, I think, in grade three as her student. No teachers wanted this kid. And she ended up with the kid. She actually took the time to talk to the child, listen to the child, built a trust and a bond with the child. Where the child actually opened up to her and let her know he was being abused at home. See, and, and that's, that's and that she was, oh. you know, yeah. And as a teacher, you know, legally she has to report it, but she wanted to report it anyway. But this is, you know, when you just take that itty bitty amount of time to care about what's going on with someone, instead of, like you said, writing them off as troublemakers or stinkers, you know, and really finding out what's going on with this kid. Maybe we can help them. The, the family is ecstatic. They're so happy. They didn't know. 
now this child is thriving and doing well, all because one person. That's all it takes. Take that time and change their lives. And, it, you know, it chokes me up every single time because, you know, you don't know. Like even your talk right here, Laura, is inspiring so many people and making a huge difference on someone who's listening to this episode. You have no idea what an impact you're making, how you're going to save somebody's life, how you're going to help them report or come out, how you're going to help them go forward and forgive and take a different perspective in their lives so that they're able to come to forgiveness and live a happy and peaceful life. Like it's unbelievable. Let's just look at some of the comments before. Um, so, you know, Tina says you're very inspiring. Sorry, it moved on me. Um, you're very strong and courageous and Pantia says very inspiring interview Diane says, so happy to have met you, Laura. Inspiring. Tina, yes, you get to the root of the problem. Help instead of judge. Absolutely. Gordon, um, sorry, Tina again. Yes, one sentence can change someone's life. And you're absolutely right. You know, one sentence can do that. One word, one effort to just care about what's going on in someone's head and just to throw this in, I don't mean to talk too much, but you know, sometimes it also relates to sometimes people are grumpy or they act angry or, you know, and you think, wow, what an a-hole or what a this or what a that, you know, what a biatch. Well, maybe they're not, right? Maybe they don't mean to be acting that way to you. Maybe they just had someone pass away or someone did something horrible to them or, you know, you don't know what's going on in their personal life and why they're acting the way they're acting. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily directed at you. It could just be stuff that's going on in their lives at the moment. And consider that. Consider that every single day when you get up and, you know, meet up with people. So I just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> I, I Listen, I agree. I mean, uh, I think today people get upset over the smallest, dumbest things. And people have, uh, I have good friends that say to me, how do you get over that so fast? Well, there's a, yeah, I have, I have every right to mourn or to feel sad or to whatever, but I don't sit there any longer than I need to, because what's the point? I mean, if I've overcome all those things, those obstacles, those issues, like, I mean, you know, sexual abuse and mental abuse, I was so mentally, emotionally abused that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent perfect. I'm not, I'm always still wanting to grow and we all should be growing until we're 110. I plan on living to 110 to inspire and empower people. And I hope I can keep doing that. But, you know, I always thought maybe I'm too old for this now. And I've always had it in so hot, like so deep in my soul and my heart that God, I could hear God saying like, you have to go out there and teach this, but you know, fear and lack of like, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Can I do this? And I'm, you know, still when I think, oh, I got to get up and talk in front of a group of people. What, how am I going to talk? What am I going to say? But you know what? It just comes naturally because it's, I'm being authentic and I truly am. There's, I'm not, um, I'm not here to, to want likes or whatever it is. I just want to help people truly passionately about helping people because 
I know what that suffering was like. It's it's not a happy place. And, you know, I, I hope that my children will learn from this. Um, you know, I mean, I hope that they they don't have struggles as they get older and older, but they've grown up to be such amazing human beings that I'm proud of them. And considering the life I had and who I was, I often thank God and say, wow, how did I get so blessed with amazing children? People that know me as a teenager and growing up, they probably looked at me and thought, she's like, she's useless. Like, where is she heading? You know, and the passion today is is there. And, um, you know, I hope that this this changes one or thousands and millions of people because life is too short and we we need to stand up and, and do something about this because, you know, why do we want to keep bringing children into this world if this world is becoming what it is? It's, you know, I, my dream is that all these young people that are going to start having children, that I teach them the, the better way. There's negative and there's positive. Why choose negative? There's hatred and there's love. We have two choices in every matter. So why not choose the one that's better? Why do we always choose the one that's harder? You know, it's like, it, it just yeah. seems like it. Why can't loving instead of hating be easier? You know, why be happy, not be easier than being miserable and grumpy, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. So sharing, honey, I think you have Facebook going on and another thing. Can you just close it if you do? Please. Um, Okay, so clearly sharing your story is crucial because you do make a huge impact on people. And whether it's a personal story or a business story, it's absolutely imperative that we share because we will make an impact on others, saving lives, helping them go forward, et cetera, et cetera. So I totally agree with that. But I also want to touch on what we were going to talk about today. So how does the morning routine come into play in your life? Because you've had tons of experiences, a lot yeah. of them terrible ones, and yeah. you're, you've overcome, you've learned how to overcome. Now you want to show others how they can overcome and live the same kind of life as you as you turn 50 this year. And congratulations. Thank you. And... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, so how does the morning routine fit into this whole lifestyle? So I believe that uh, we all need to nourish our ourselves. Our, our soul needs to be nourished. And um, in 1996, when I learned the power of forgiveness, I also learned um, how to do a morning routine. And then um, I, I kept that morning routine going. And then for some reason, you know, life takes over and you stop. And then I went through uh, my massive depression. And then again, I picked up my morning routine. What I've realized about my morning routine is that it is a lifesaver. It changes my life. So it's very simple for me. Um, for example, um, I get up, let's say, 530. And um, I take five minutes and I write in this little book, the five-minute journal, and the five-minute journal is basically three things you're grateful for, um, what would make today great, and your daily affirmation. And then at night before you go to bed, 
you talk about uh, three amazing things that happened and um, how could you have changed today? That takes really five minutes. Um, I used to start with, I used to just have a journal and I used to write, you know, 10, five, 10 things that I was grateful for. So writing something that you're grateful for is very, very important because your mind, you know, accepts these, these, these affirmations. Like I am, I am anointed. I am great. I am powerful. I am joyful. I am abundant. Whatever it is that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for this great cup of coffee I'm having this morning. So that's the first ritual. I then um, I meditate and um, I, I do different forms of meditation. I might do a silent meditation for 15, 20 minutes. The ones that I really, really love are the ones that Deepak Chopra and Oprah put out. They're, there's one coming up July 17. They're 20 minutes. They, they, they have different ones each, each time that they put them out. I buy them. I love them because if I'm traveling, I can use them. So that's the other thing. I, I pray. Uh, I pray. And, um, and then sometimes, depending on what I'm going through, I use a technique called um, EFT, which is emotional, um, emotional freedom technique. And that, that just depends if I'm feeling a little stressed or whatever. I might use one of those techniques. And then uh, I go off to the gym. I, so I've just taken care of my, my spiritual self, my emotional self. And then I go to the gym and I take care of my physical self. And so I used to hate going to the gym and I, you know, hated it until like even recently, but I knew it was important for me. I have found a, a gym now that I love going and I get up and I'm doing like these classes and they're amazing. And then, you know, it's about a healthy lifestyle. I love eating food, but I also know that for me, I need to eat healthy, nourish my body. It's it's that old saying, like, we take care of our cars better than we take care of our bodies, right? So when I um, work on this morning routine and I incorporate all these things, it really helps change your mindset. Um, in the car, I listen to usually a lot of different motivational uh tapes I love or CDs. I love Wayne Dyer. I've listened and, and read so many of his books. And um, my favorite one in the last uh, couple of years is Joel Osteen. I'm a, I love that the man. So I, I follow him. I listen to him. I buy his CDs. So when I'm driving and I'm in real estate, so I'm in my car a lot, I can listen to an entire book almost in two days. Right. right. Sometimes. So it's really important to find what works for you. And I know people say, I don't have time. I've got the kids and I got this. You know what? I know it's hard. And I used to be one to, I love sleep. And I used to sleep mm -hmm. till nine, 10, whatever. Have an accountability partner and start at somewhere. Start at 6.30 if you have to, and then move up to six o'clock. Let me tell you, your day changes when you get up early. I now am able to see clients at 8.30 in the morning. I've never been able to see clients at 8.30 in the morning, but I have, I've done all my spiritual stuff. I've done my workout, I've had my breakfast and I'm ready to rock my day at 8.30 in the morning. So I'm ready to right. rock and roll, right? So, and once you start doing that, people say, well, I've tried it. Well, how long did you try it for? Stick to it, take 30 days. I promise it will change your life. It takes time, but you will, 30 days, give it 30 days. And if you need an accountability partner, message me. I'm more than happy to, to you know, help you get there. 
but uh, it's very simple. You know, people think it's complicated and, and it's all this hard work. It's not. It takes me less than half an hour to do what I need to do to nourish myself, to nourish my soul, and to give me that boost for the day. So I hope that yeah, helps. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I love that. And yeah, you've got Facebook open or something. No, um, I don't. Closed it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not going. Okay. So, yes, it's um, Tina says amazing. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Tina. <laughs> so, <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for being on with us. So, uh, Laura, it's... I agree. Like we have to make sure we take time for ourselves and for you to do it first thing in the morning means that you can have a nice, fresh, clear day and, you know, then be able to go on and do the other things that you need to do. And you've got this personal stuff done so that, you know, and I don't mean that you don't do anything again in the daytime or the evening, but at least you're kind of starting out fresh right? A fresh mind, a clean slate, a positive attitude, and then you go forward with your day and you have a better mindset to take on the rest of your day, right? Right. Perfect. So I think that's a great lesson for all of us because, uh, you know, we get so busy, busy, busy and bogged down with all kinds of things that we do that we forget to take that time for ourselves and to clear our minds and to make sure that we're in a calm state and that, <laughs> you know, we're I, ready I, to. And in saying that, Randy, I just want to say again, I mean, it how important it is. Like, I know we're all busy, but you, if you want to get, you, you want to have peace and you want to have a good life, let me tell you, those 30 minutes, your first 30 minutes for yourself, I don't leave the house unless I do that stuff. And right. I, I don't care how busy I am. And if I know I have a busy day, you have to do it. It's like, it's a game changer, life changer. Definitely. So Gordon wants to know, why do you write? So we kind of touched on this before with uh, talking about why sharing your story. So why do you write? So yeah, we can share our stories in so many different ways, but right. why is it that you choose to write? Um, I think it actually, I didn't choose actually to write all these other books. It's amazing how the universe just shows up and says, here, I got more stuff for you. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to write my book for the past, you know, I mean, since I was a young girl and there was reasons I, I didn't write the book and then it just all happened in the last couple of years, but it's always been my passion and I, I'm not a writer. I didn't know how I was going to write. And so I did have this dream to write this book. And when that came to fruition, I thought, wow. But from there, all of a sudden, all these other things started coming up. And I thought, amazing. I'm going to be the author of like, not only my book, I'm a co-author in your books. And, and then someone gave me the idea, once we finish my book, my memoir, let's write something about you know, say seven steps to forgiveness to give people the tools on how to forgive. So I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think that I was going to write all these books. So I'm really excited and I'm so excited about what the future holds for me because every time I turn around, there's something 
more and something more exciting. And, you know, like the universe just keeps providing. One thing I really am um, going to set a goal for is I want my life story written as a movie. I want a movie made because it's, you know, it starts in Sicily. So, you know, the pe people go Sicily, Italy, you know, like I have, I've had an interesting life and there's been all kinds of things. I mean, I, you know, mafia and, and this and that it, it's like, so that's my big, actually my next big goal and dream is to have a movie made uh, about my life. So anybody that's out there that are um, <laughs> producers, contact me. I've got a great story for you. I'm only, I'm only giving you a few things. There's still a lot more that I've been through and that, you know, life has, has thrown at me. So on that note, Laura, what's your website? Um, it's www.lauraavaleze.com. And that's uh, Laura, L-A-U-R-A-A-V-O-L-E-S-E. You can go in there, you can sign up for my book. And once it's published, um, you will be able to uh, get a copy. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So are you going to be at the Empowering Women to Succeed conference on September 26th? I sure am. And I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing, so far I've got one one girl coming with me, but I will, I'm, I mean, I share that stuff all the time on my Facebook because I think it's so important for women and men, you know, to be a part of that community. Having gone to my first women's conference at, uh, which was, when was it, Randy? Was it September? No, it was this year, I believe. When did you have the women's ex, the Toronto women's expo? In March, March. Okay. So let me tell you what's happened since March yeah. by attending your event. I have uh, been on a TV interview. Okay. <laughs> I am a part of two other books. I'm having this interview with you. And tomorrow I have an interview with Dwayne Richards. So all that's happened in March because of coming to the Toronto Women's Expo. So I empower all of you ladies, sign up and Randy, give them the link and make sure you attend. It's an amazing day. It's an amazing evening. Great speakers, great vendors. I met the one and only Byron Nelson. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, and Lester. Hi, Lester. You know, so many great. Hey, Lester. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you, you've done an amazing job. And I am so grateful Thank that you. Um, I am a part of your, your, community and your team and meeting Gordon. It, it's awesome. I couldn't be more grateful. And again, the universe provides, right? So I believe that what the universe and God has for me, they're, they just keep showing me. They just put keep putting me in places I need to be. So I'm excited. Perfect. Well, thank you. And I'm glad that uh, you've walked into our community and it's your community now and I love it. So thank you so much. And Laura, so the reason I was asking if you were going to be there because Pantia, who is on and Gordon said hi to Tana, except Tana didn't say hi. So I didn't see her. Uh, Tana, Pantia, yourself, you're all in the Empowering Women to Succeed Leap, 
fourth edition and I'm excited to have you ladies. But if anybody wants to have, even though the fourth book isn't out yet and won't be launched till May of 2018, you can still sign books of the other editions if people want to get their books signed by you. So if you're there and anybody wants to come and get your book signed, please do. You can come and ask Laura or any of the other ladies or gentlemen who are at the event who would love to sign your book. So it's always a fun opportunity. Uh, Gordon. Oh, hi, beautiful. Thank you, Tana. So Gordon says, Laura, are you a coach? Uh, are you a coach's corner expert? Well, we haven't talked about that. So We'll talk about that offline. Um, and Pantia says she's excited to be part of the book as well. So you two can like virtually meet each other <laughs> unless you've already met in person. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to have you in the book. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing with us today. I know this is going to spread worldwide. I'm gonna put this on iTunes as well. and you are making a humongous difference in the world. So everybody, please share this live and, uh, you know, let's help impact other lives. So thank you so much, Laura. Thank you so much, Randy, for having me. Can't wait to see you. You too. So thank you. And thank you everybody for participating and for commenting. We love you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.